You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in, you're tired, or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times bestselling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. One-two pitch. Struck him out from last four in to last team standing. Ole Miss has won the College World Series. History at Ole Miss has brought that program up to a new level. And now he's done something nobody else has done. He trusted his kids. Bench, Elko, Graham all come back for this opportunity just for one shot. And it paid off. A look at our Capital One rewarding performance. Ole Miss national champs. Pretty special stuff. You think about Brandon Johnson coming in to finish this one out and the emotion that has been stored up in a program that has been on the national stage so many times, had their heart broke so many times, but not this year. And what are they going to say now about the Rebels other than to call them national champions? And Tim Elko, the captain, 
with so many big memories gets to put the cherry on top of a dog pile they will remember forever in Oxford. Mike Bianco, a national champion head coach. He is with Chris Budden. Coach, the drought is over. You're bringing a national championship back to Oxford. Describe to me the emotions right now. It's tough, you know, as you can imagine. You know, so much goes into it, and we've had so many great teams over the years, and so many times we came short of this place, and uh, it's been really disappointing. Uh, but this is, you know, for 22 years, a lot of guys that wore the uniform, they, they own a, a part of this, but uh, the biggest part goes to these guys. You, 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 you've talked about our story all, uh, all week, and uh, I've never seen a group of kids that were more resilient, more relentless, and... Uh, you know, it's, of course, super, super proud. All right, well, welcome in, and uh, sorry about that, a little dead air. But uh, Lars, Matt Coulter, and Jay Barker, welcome in to the Monday edition. Jay Barker, show here live from AVX, and uh, we got a lot to get into. Man, what great, uh, from the last end to the last win, they get it done. Ole Miss back-to-back for the state of Mississippi. Mississippi State won it last year. And now Ole Miss wins it this year, and a great uh, deal for them. And you saw the celebration at the end. A lot to get into today from college football standpoint. we got Andrew Bones will be joining us a little bit later on, uh, actually about 12.15, so about 15 minutes away from that or 10 minutes away, until we'll talk recruiting with him and a big weekend for the Crimson Tide this weekend. Uh, some recruits as far as commitments for the 2023 class. And also uh, coming up at 1 o'clock, Mick Gillespie, who joins us every Monday. So look forward to that as well. We are presented by Top Golf of Birmingham. Get out to Top Golf. It is the bowling of this generation. You'll absolutely love it. Top Golf of Birmingham is a place for family, friends, coworkers, a lot of charitable events as well. Get out to Top Golf of Birmingham, driven by Sunny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. Go by and uh, see Tony Russell and all the great folks there at Sunny King Ford. All right, guys, what a uh, weekend. And uh, the Ole Miss Rebels, Lars, start with you. Get it done. And a, a big win for them uh, this uh, past weekend, but big for the state of Mississippi. Back-to-back championships and hard to believe the last one in. Our Robbie Glenn, who uh, is our baseball kind of expert and played at Alabama for us, but uh, he predicted this. Said, "Look, this is a team that comes in. They've been ranked number one throughout the year. They went through a little bit of a slump there mid-season through late in the season, but yet able to get in and win the tournament. Uh, that's a great story in itself." Yeah, and it's also three straight uh, college baseball national championships for the SEC. Uh, Vanderbilt won in 2019. And this is the money quote to me by uh, uh, Coach Mike Bianco. On May 1, this team was 22 and 17, but more significant, they were 7 and 14 in the SEC. 7 and 14. And this is what Mike Bianco said. And this applies not just to sports, but life in general. Quote, I think they've shown, meaning his, his players, I think they've showed a lot of people that you can fall down. You can stumble and you can fail, but that doesn't mean you're a failure. If you continue to work hard, you continue to push, and you continue to believe, you can accomplish anything. There's not some poster or some tweet to motivate you. We've all heard that. These guys have lived that this season. And uh, just a a tremendous story of resilience. And, um, I mean, the power of believing in one another. And, and, and Jay and, and Matt, I'll start, just go to you. Once you start getting on a roll in sports, 
whether it is a little league or a high school, college, professional, once you get on a roll and you really you bond together in a way that is so hard to describe and it's so hard to quantify other than in the win and loss column, but these guys did it. They turned it around. Again, let me emphasize, on May 1st, they were 7-14 and 14 in the SEC, Matt. Then they went on a 20-6 to six run. And then in a tournament, they went on a 10-1, 10-1 run against the best in the nation. Uh, Jay led the show with it, and rightfully so. They were last in, last win. That was, hello. <laughs> but um, even in this game, they had to take advantage of two wild pitches in the eighth to win the darn thing. But getting back to what you're saying about momentum, and Jay can address this a lot better because how many of y'all win in a row at Alabama? 28. Um, you get going. First of all, you've got to have good players. Okay, I mean, this doesn't happen to the worst team in Little League. But uh, then, you know, a game or a moment or something's got to happen where everybody kind of gets cohesive and starts believing in themselves. And then when you get that, that belief becomes chemistry, and then it all together, Jay, it becomes momentum, and it's like a, it's a freaking freight train. And the biggest thing about it, and please tell me if I'm right here, is belief. You got to believe that second baseman's going to be there when you're turning to. Oh, there's no doubt about you, it. You got to believe yeah. that reliever or or that fifth starter can make a good starter. And well, nobody else did. Obviously, when they're selecting the field, when nobody else believes in you, you do. That leads to momentum. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And they got it. I mean, the momentum that they were able to uh, get over the last uh, what twenty something games, as you brought up uh, in the stat ten and one, is just absolutely amazing. But. Um, Again, it's, it's belief, it's um, it's trust, it's the uh, the chemistry that goes with the championship team, and they had it. Um, and, you know, look, this is something that they've been building on. I, I remember one of my friend's sons was at Ole Miss. He transferred to Auburn, and he was uh, one of their outstanding players there at the time. He was from Birmingham, moved away. Uh, they came back uh, in the Homewood area, but he had already, he'd already gotten his scholarship and was over to Ole Miss. I know for him he's probably missing out on that opportunity that they could have won World Series, but even at that time, I remember that recruiting class they had and the talent that they were getting at that time, and that they felt like they were going to build a championship team. So, uh, a lot of good things happening. Uh, state of Mississippi right now, when it comes to baseball, a lot to celebrate. And you see all the old Miss fans in the stands? It was yeah. unbelievable. I, I, How many read, people ended up out I've there? I've read story after story after uh, Ole Miss won the first game against Oklahoma. Just people getting in their cars and driving, going. Didn't driving, the AD driving. say, come on, we'll find a way to get you in? Yes, yes. I mean, I'm in my car. What, yeah. what a great thing. And uh, I, I, I was reading this little this anecdote about a uh, 78-year-old, Gloria Poplin, and she described herself as the, uh, quote, hottie toddy grandma. And this is what she told ESPN, quote, I ain't never had a jello shot in my 78-year-old life, but I think I'm going to go over there and see <laughs> if they have any of them left, and I ain't going to bed until Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. 78-year-old. Love it. Enjoy Love it. it. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. All right, we got recruiting. Talk about some big uh, names this past weekend. Commitments for the Christmas Tide. Andrew Bone, our recruiting analyst, will join us from Bama Insider. Stay with us as we start out our number one here on this Monday edition.
You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Cloudy at times with scattered showers and thunderstorms through tonight. The high today, 88. The low tonight, 68. For tomorrow, a mixture of clouds and sunshine. And again, scattered showers and storms will form during the day. The high at 87. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 89 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Roll Tide, the best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. All right, welcome back in as we continue hour number one here on the Monday edition. Again, Ole Miss wins the World Series for college baseball. And now it's time to talk some college recruiting and uh, Bama specifically with Bama Insiders Andrew Bone. He joins us each week to give us an update on all this happening for the Crimson Tide. So let's go to Andrew Bone right now and uh, welcome him in. Man, I hope you had a great weekend and a few commitments this past weekend for the Crimson Tide. Yeah, that's right. A little bit of a, uh, excitement on the uh, on the Alabama recruiting front this weekend as the Tide picked up two commitments. You know, they were kind of sitting with um, you know with four for for a while, and then you know we've, we've seen three commitments happen for actually four commitments happen. Uh, one in the twenty twenty four class uh, happen over the course of the last um, you know really the last week and a half. So you know, big uh, big week for Alabama. Um, you know, on Sunday, Tony Mitchell, you know, one of the uh, premier. Uh, in-state recruits announced his commitment to Alabama on Sunday evening. Just kind of knew about, but uh, he did not indicate, um, you know, when he was going to make a decision. He had announced a top four on Thursday, actually, between Alabama, uh, Georgia, uh, Florida, and Texas A&M. Now there was a lot of talk that um, uh, the Texas A&M, uh, you know, was going to end up uh, getting him after a great official visit, but he made a trip to Alabama two weeks ago after he came off his visit with the Aggies and you know, really was just you know, blown away by everything that he saw down there as far as, um, you know, just speaking with the coaching staff, having a sit-down conversation with Coach Saban. Um, and, you know, I think in the end, you know, playing for his home state school and, and being close to home, his family lives, uh, you know, just you know, 50 miles up the road. I mean, and they can come see him anytime. And, you know, Alabama was considered the favorite, you know, for a long time, you know, really before the spring started. And I think from talking to Mark Freeman, the head coach, he said, you know, Alabama just kind of let him do what he, he wanted to do. He, you know, got a chance to enjoy the business. Alabama wasn't um, just blowing him up nonstop. You know, but when he did get ready to, you know, kind of settle in on, on making a decision, so he came back down to Tuscaloosa and, uh, you know, really fell back in love with Alabama and knew that Alabama was the place where he needed to go. Um, so I think their development at the defensive back position, uh, you know, played a big role as well, and you know the relationship with the coaching staff. And you know, Alabama also picked up a commitment from Brayson Hubbard, who's a uh, three-star athlete out of Ocean Springs, Mississippi. Uh, we talked about him uh, a few weeks ago on the show. Picked up an offer from Alabama after attending camp. I mean, this kid who measured six foot two, 190 pounds, and. I think he uh, ran multiple uh, 40-yard dash times uh, right at a 4-5-0. So, you know, he worked out at 
Alabama's camp at the safety position. It was the first time he's ever uh, worked out at safety and did well enough where he earned an offer, but you know also earned a committable offer from Alabama, especially with the defensive backs that are still available, that are still out there, that Alabama has a great chance to sign. I think you know, them taking Brayson Hubbard should tell you more about Brayson Hubbard as a player than um, – then where Alabama sits with, uh, you know, maybe some other targets who are out there. That's how much they, um, you know, like this kid when they saw him in camp and he was a definite take uh, after he uh, he visited. So big, two big pickups in the uh, in the secondary for Alabama and Tony Mitchell, Brayson Hubbard. Uh, they picked up Wilkin Formby earlier last week who we discussed. They also picked up a 2024 wide receiver, uh, their first 2024 commitment, uh, Perry Thompson uh, out of Foley High School, who's Six foot, uh, he's listed six four, but he's actually around six three and a half, maybe about two hundred five pounds. Ran a four five zero at Alabama's football camp, which he was actually disappointed in. I'm sure he's been getting clocked at, at four threes and four fours uh, by his high school coaches. But uh, you know, when you when you get to, uh, to Tuscaloosa or maybe some of these other football camps, you get your uh, you get a pretty accurate. Uh, time and when you um, when you clock a four five zero at Alabama's football camp, that's uh, that's saying a lot. That's saying you're really fast, and especially being six foot four or six three, two hundred and five pounds, there's probably going to be a lot of comparisons uh, to another former uh, Foley wide receiver um, in Julio Jones. But I don't know if he's quite there just yet. But this is certainly a guy that Alabama loves. He camped at Alabama. They don't necessarily take. A lot of early commitments from that, you know, the guys who are going to be juniors uh, the following season. They don't like to take those guys. They like to evaluate them in camp, and they like to see how they perform during their senior or during their junior season uh, before really making a push. But this was a kid that they fell in love with in camp. They really wanted as part of their team. They didn't press him to commit, but he wanted to go ahead and commit. And Alabama was happy to, uh, to take his commitment. Andrew Bone, our guest, uh, Bam Insider and defense, definitely the word of the day when it comes to those commitments, but a little bit of offense there with what could be uh, another Julio Jones. But going back to Brayson Hubbard, I, I watched some of his video. He's a good quarterback. I like their tight end, too. I'm not sure what year he is, number nine. But, um, man, uh, his highlight films, he's a really good athlete. I mean, guy can get down the field very quickly. Very good athlete. Yeah, you know, he – Played as quarterback for his high school team, actually won Mr. Football in Class 6A in, uh, in Mississippi last year for his play at the quarterback position. And, you know, Alabama knew about him. They went and saw him earlier this year. Uh, Pete Golding went and saw him. I think he really liked him as an athlete, but, you know, really kind of saw him more as a defensive player, but there was no defensive highlights. So you have to, um, you know, get these guys on you know, on campus. You got to camp them, and you got to see, you know, can they, um, you know, can they play the position? And this, if this is somebody that you're willing to extend a scholarship offer to, and he came, shined at Alabama's camp. Uh, you know, Nick Saban and Pete Golding, um, Charles Kelly all worked him out, watched him very closely, and you know, after evaluating him and kind of doing their due diligence. On Brayson Hubbard decided that he was certainly a guy that uh, they wanted as a part of their team, and obviously, um, probably a pretty easy, easy decision for him. He was a, a Southern Miss baseball commitment, but uh, is going to go to Alabama to play football. Has no intentions to play baseball. Uh, he loves baseball. Uh, definitely plans on um, you know playing in 
in the spring for his high school team. I don't think he's planning on enrolling early. At least not yet. He said he's still trying to figure that out. But uh, but he is going to be going to college to play football, and uh, that's his only. That's the only sport he plans to play right now. Andrew, in the class of 2023, according to uh, one website, by my calculations, there's 37 five-star recruits. And of those 37, seven are from the state of Alabama. And as of right now, three are still uncommitted. Uh, two have picked Alabama. One has picked Georgia. And one has picked, picked Clemson. But just going back to this seven five-stars of the 37 total are in the state of Alabama. My rough math says that's eighteen point nine percent. Unless this, let's just, <laughs> sorry, my abacus uh, <laughs> tells me it's eighteen point nine percent, and so let's just round it up to twenty percent. So one fifth of all the five stars essentially in the class of twenty twenty three are in the state of Alabama. My question is: has, has there ever been this much high level talent in the state? as long as you have been covering recruiting, because that seems like a very, very high number to me. It's a high number. Um, I think when we you know, started talking about it, when we were talking about the 2023 recruiting class two years ago, you know, how talented it was going to be and, and you, know, how, you know, how much you know, elite talent was in the state, we were also wondering, you know, is it going to be top-heavy or you know, are there going to be a lot of you know, players kind of, you know, throughout the state that it's not only going to be five stars, but in the top 100 and the top 250. There's 20, I think there's 23 recruits in the state of Alabama who are, you know, ranked as four star, four or five star recruits. I mean, I think that's, uh, you know, that's saying, saying even more than just all the five stars. But, you know, there is a lot of elite talent in the state of Alabama this year. There's a lot of really good defensive linemen, a lot of really good defensive players overall, defensive backs. Really loaded at the defensive back position, loaded at the uh, on the defensive line, uh, but yeah, it's a very very talented year. Uh, you know, you never know uh, if you're getting it right. Um, you know, is it a down year? And you know, maybe some other parts of the country. Um, you know, how good are these kids going to be three or four years down the road? Are we going to uh, look bad for the way that these kids were ranked coming out of high school, or? Are we going to look pretty smart? We'll just have to wait and see. But it's a, you know, there's a lot of kids who have, you know, gone out and, who've, you know, done what they needed to do to, um, you know, showcase themselves and, you know, be considered uh, elite players. But it's a very talented deep year in the state of Alabama. You know, I think Alabama's done really well, uh, you know, right off the gate as far as, um, you know, now picking up, um, you know, its fourth in state commitment the other day. You know, three of their, um, commitments are all ranked in the three of their in-state commitments are ranked in the top 100. Uh, the fourth in-state commitment, Yonze Pierre out of Ufala, he's a guy that I can see making a really strong move uh, in the rankings. We talked about him a few weeks ago and how he had a Will Anderson-esque uh, performance at Alabama's O-line, D-line camp a few weekends ago. Um, so they're doing really well in-state. There's obviously some other big in-state targets who are out there, some guys who are probably going to be making decisions uh, pretty soon, but um, you know, definitely a uh, definitely a great year in Alabama. Uh, first of all, big round of applause for the math. <laughs> that was bad. Job, and you were Thank absolutely you. down you. to the decimal Thank point. You. And you're not a math uh, guy. <laughs> no. <laughs> More importantly, I wanted you to do a, a dive into Wilkin for me, and and can he contribute? He's a local guy. He's a Northridge guy, and and he also has a heritage at the University of Alabama. Um, he got a guy come in and play. 
we lose you? Hey, uh, hey, you got you cut out on me. I didn't, I didn't hear what you said. Yeah. Okay. Say it one more time. Oh, just go over <laughs> Wilkin form before me and, and the fact that his grandfather played for Coach Bryant. Yeah, yeah, grandfather Rod Wilkin was a uh, was a punter for uh, for Alabama coach Brian, and uh, obviously there's some uh, strong uh, connections there in Tuscaloosa. But I, I I don't think Alabama was you know ever really too concerned about uh, Wilkin going somewhere else. You know, he committed Alabama over Ole Miss, Tennessee, and Oklahoma. But I think he's known it was Alabama for a while. And there were some rumors going around that it was going to be Ole Miss, but we never really bought into that i think uh you know i don't think anybody in tuscaloosa ever bought into that but you know this is a kid who's continued to get better through the through the last couple of years he's really started to fill out uh he can move well he's a just a monster kid he's six foot eight uh you know 305 pounds he's light on his feet he can get uh you know to that second and third level i think his you know, I, I certainly think his best days are ahead of him, and I th- think that Alabama is really excited about him, and I think they believe that he's got a chance to, to be a great player. I don't think he was the kid that they just you know, decided to take just because he was a local kid or his grandfather played at Alabama or anything like that. I think if Wilkin Formby lived in um, you know, New Mexico, they would, they would be going after him uh, and making him a top priority. That's how much they really like this kid and uh, believe he can be a great player. Andrew, always great stuff, my man. Have a great Monday. Thank you for your time, and uh, look forward to next week. Thanks, Andrew. All right, guys. Thank you. See you. All right, man. Andrew Bone, it's at Andrew, the letter J, Bone. That's at Andrew, the letter J, then Bone for his Twitter handle. SIDs and the SEC, they vote Alabama preseason favorites for the 10th straight season. 10th straight season. That's happened. Also, Riley Pierce, and uh, that is uh, Pierce, uh, or actually, Riley Quick. Pierce Quick's brother uh, ends up uh, committing to Alabama baseball. Uh, he had some opportunities in football, but besides baseball, he was Mr. Baseball for the state of Alabama. Also, on the other side, we had a brawl in Major League Baseball. Only Matt Coulter's thoughts wow. on this. They Crazy. went after it. All right, we'll get to it. Coming up on the other side, live from AVX. Stay with us. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audio-visual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating. Nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205 205- 205 
909-909-7373 and schedule an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WilfordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There he is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's C. Letter O. Everybody was coming for. And Winker, Winker is trying to get towards Phil Nevin and the Angels. And the benches have cleared. And Justin Upton comes in. And we have chaos. Can't remember the last time we have seen one of these with the Angels and the opposing team. And it's not done. It is not done. Yeah, they they were teammates, remember, in Cincinnati. That is the furthest shot put of Sunflower Seeds in history. Those kids were fast as lightning. 
That was awesome. And um, if you're watching the video right now, we're showing on the screen. That's the Ole Miss Rebels that, winning the World Series. That's not but, the Mariners and the Angels. That's okay. not the Mariners and Angels. Not at all. But uh, the Mariners and Angels looked like that to pile up uh, at one point in time over by the uh, the dugouts. And uh, they separated and started up again. And you had a little one-on-one matchup going up. So, a little kung fu fighting going on. Good job. Guys. Carl Douglas, producing the there. For yeah. your trivia, for your trivia experts. You. But, um, you know, this had been going on all weekend. They've been brushing guys back. And then they, you know, you throw at the head, you get what you deserve, in my opinion. Uh, and they buzz Trout's tower. Um, that's, you know, <laughs> you're not supposed to throw high and tight to anybody up around the head. But when you throw it against an MVP like Trout, you can anger a yeah, lot of people. I was going to ask you, does it, does it yeah. make a difference if yeah. you go after their yeah. best player? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I think uh, not only because he's your best player, but I think you're also trying to show a sign. You're trying to show somebody, okay, he think he can do, we're going to do it to your best guy. And when you're that tight, even Trout, who is known as a, a pretty mellow guy, he got angry. And then what Jesse Winker did to the fans, you know, he got suspended for the game. He should be suspended for several several games. He told everybody he was number one with one hand, and then he told him he was number one with both hands. And, you know, I, I understand you're upset, you're frustrated, you just got plunked, but uh, show some class, not your... Are you more likely to get injured at the bottom of a celebration pile, like at Ole Miss here, right, or in a baseball brawl? You know, guys, I, I wanna, I'm not trying to take a, a U-turn on this. But when I watch these people pile, and believe it or not, I've, I've, I've been a part of a couple. If you're at the bottom. I hate it. Uh, it's, it would be man, like. Man, it's, I, that's why I, I would, yeah. I run away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to be, I want to be, was it Elkin? Yeah. That jumped on, on the last? top. Yeah. yeah I want to be that guy. It's but, you on know, top. that's a lot. That's hundreds and that's a thousand that's pounds, a thousand if not yeah. more, yeah. on top of you. Mm -hmm. And I'm a little claustrophobic Me to too. begin with. Yeah. And, um. And the, the 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 real problem with that, Jay, and I'll bet you experience the same thing, is that you know it's not over real quick. Right, yeah. I mean, because they're still coming, still, coming still feeling, still yeah. feeling, still feeling. I think and, in, in that moment, maybe it's different because your adrenaline is so high. Yeah. And that you just kind of give in, I guess, and knowing that, hey, finally they're going to get off or whatever. Um, you know, to me, it was it was always the piles that would pile up a little bit on the football field and what was happening. Underneath the pile, that was. Oh, now you're talking <laughs> the about most competitive when there's yes. pinching and biting and scratching That's, and yeah, putting now, poking your eyes and all that type of now stuff. Now I've I've not experienced that, yeah. but when everybody's piling on top of you in celebration, you're right. It's a, it's a little easier to maintain your temperament at the but bottom. But I still of the pile. wouldn't like it. No, uh -uh. Uh -uh. <laughs> we're trying to crawl out from underneath as fast as possible. But congratulations again to Ole Miss and uh, what they did. But the fights like this, I mean, you know, we, we, we these are really not. I mean, this one is about as bad as I've seen in a while. And, uh, you know, back, I mean, Lars, the ones they used to have back in the day, I mean, it was just guys welling at each other. And a lot of times guys would sit back and let those guys just go at it for a period of time. And then finally people would try to break them up. But it's now it's just everybody jumping on top of each other and pushing around, grabbing guys, trying to get guys back. A little bit different. Last night I was watching the 30 for 30 about uh, the Avalanche uh, and the Detroit Red Wings and how Lemieux, right, Claude Lemieux was, he absolutely just flattened uh, his player Draper. Now, I really, I don't know anything about hockey and uh, rearranged his face and um, he, he did and he wouldn't apologize. Yeah. If he just would have apologized, None of the, what subsequently happened would never happen, but uh, it led to just this massive, massive fight 
and that changed the whole dynamic of uh, of the rivalry between the two because Colorado they they seem to have uh, Detroit's number, and then after a few Detroit guys stand up and beat the the tar out of Lemieux, everything changed. Everything changed, and uh, and Detroit went on to uh, win the Stanley Cup. I mean, we're talking like 20 years ago, but, um, gosh, I, I'm trying to think of the worst fight I've seen in person. Uh, First of all, let's make I, something I perfectly no, clear. No, it, on the sports uh, field. On the ho- sports hockey field. players can fight. Baseball players are just kind of throwing their hands. Yeah, <laughs> there's a mm-hmm. big difference. And it, it was so interesting too. Remember Patrick Waugh, right? The, the oh, yeah. goalie for the yeah. Fs. Yeah. The two goalies came out yeah. and they took took their gloves off and their masks off and they just pounded each other. Like, wait, how are you guys involved in this? But it's it's the etiquette. It's the fighting. There is yeah. a certain etiquette to fighting in all of sports, right, Jay? I mean, is there an etiquette? I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, I guess there's an etiquette. I think hockey's probably got the the best because. Once the gloves come off, and then you know, guys pulling the shirts over the guys, pull the sweater up. Yeah, and then you know, and and really, they let them go at it till they get to the. If they go down to the ice, then they break it up. Uh, they know that that's when it can get dangerous, which it can be dangerous anyway. Probably one of the best fights I've ever seen was at the Birmingham Bulls back in the eighties. I was there. Probably Were you 10- there for the Valentine's Day massacre? The Valentine's Day massacre. This was the old, 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 old Bulls. Bulls. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they it was- dropped the gloves before they even dropped the puck. It was unbelievable. I mean, the, oh my gosh! Oh yeah, really? the, the fans went crazy. A friend and, of and mine was, was flying in yeah. from Atlanta, and he left thinking maybe I can catch the third period. Yeah, <laughs> he landed. He turned on the radio, and they still hadn't started. Yeah. Oh, it was it, it was, was unbelievable. Uh, I mean, yeah. so you were there. I was there. I was God. like had great seats, and uh, I mean everybody's going nuts. People in the stands shooting birds. I mean, there, there's everybody's mad and getting you know kind of got rowdy in, in the stands. I, I think it's the same one. Uh, but every player got involved, and it, it got so funny that one player he like stripped all the way down and was going around the rink just like doing like doing uh, like skate like a uh, <laughs> what do you call pirouette slap shot yeah. But this was I mean it was unbelievable. Uh, I'd never seen a fight, never have seen a fight like that since. Do you ever see the movie Young Blood? Rob yeah. Lowe. Rob Lowe. Yeah. Like at the very the last sort of fight scene is like yeah. Rob Lowe. You know he's just, uh, known as this really fast skater, but not a good fighter. And he, a guy teaches him how to fight, and he finally faces his nemesis, and they're uh, they're about ready to face off. And right after they face off, they both just drop their gloves, and it's on. Yep. And it, it, it's actually it's a cheesy movie, but it's a really good movie. It's one of my one of my favorite Rob Lowe movies. But all right, what's the best broadcasting? Fights you I don't know that I've yeah. ever done one. Um, gee, uh, the best one I've ever seen was in the early '80s with the Braves and the yeah. Padres went after it. Champ Summers and um, minus Jim Rome and Chrissy Everett. <laughs> yeah, God, remember he just shoved the table. I still think that was. Staged. I do too. Yeah, uh, you think it was staged? Yeah, 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 yeah. But call me Chrissy uh, one more Horner time. Was, it was like call me, <laughs> call me Chrissy one more time. <laughs> Bob Horner was injured. Bob Horner was up in the box. He was injured. He had a, a broken arm. And in that fight, he uh, he went and put out his uniform, got out there, and got on the field. Uh, that went on and on. Remember Pasquale Perez running around with a Oh, bat? yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Of course, the worst is John Roseboro and Juan Marichal. But, uh, that's when he hit, got hit over the head with a bat. Now, that's bad. But, uh, Can't do that. Anyway. Um, fights. Fights. <laughs> 
What, what's the worst one you've seen on a football field? Where, when do, have you seen one where guys actually have their helmets off and they're using they, their helmets? They, oh, using, using their, their helmets. helmets. If yeah, you use your helmet, helmet as a weapon. Uh, yeah. Who did that? Uh, Miles Garrett. Miles, Garrett. Miles Garrett did it. Yeah, uh, against a quarterback, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Mason Rudolph. Yeah. And I, I've been told that Mason Rudolph said some very incendiary yeah. things that set Miles Garrett, Miles Garrett off. But the uh, not that Rudolph deserved it. Yeah. But no, I mean, yeah, I mean, there was, I'll be honest, that the years I was there, the early 90s, they, I mean, they encouraged a lot of that stuff, like fighting on the field. They, they wanted us to get into it. And they pushed the competition so hard on offense and defense. DBs and wide receivers would go at it. Linemen and defensive linemen going at it. Linemen and linemen going. It was, they, they really pushed that. I mean, even Coach Fuller, uh, who was their offensive line coach, he'd tell the guys, well, if you can't, if he beats you, then fight him. You know, like he would tell them, <laughs> so they, yeah. So like John Copeland gets by one of our guys, they would just tackle him. And John gets up, and starts pushing, and next thing you know, everybody's kind of piling on each other. And Coach Stones would try to break it up, but they'd let it kind of go for a while. They wanted that drive and that competitiveness. And it actually, as you know, whether it's brothers or anybody, when you get in fights, normally you come out better. It's weird. Like guys yeah. are different. Girls don't talk to each other for the next twenty years. But guys, and <laughs> in, in, in twenty minutes, they're better. They're best friends, and, and they love each other forever. Some kind have of the most serious factor. fights you've seen in football occurred in practice or in games? Practice. Yeah. Yeah, definitely practice, no doubt. All right, coming up on the other side, Colin Kaepernick had a tryout for the Raiders, and we're first hearing word from Warren Sapp, some of his comments about that tryout and what others had to say. We'll play that audio for you coming up on the other side. Stay with us. We're live from AVX. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Cloudy at times with scattered showers and thunderstorms through tonight. The high today, 88. The low tonight, 68. For tomorrow, a mixture of clouds and sunshine. And again, scattered showers and storms will form during the day. The high at 87. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 89 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Roll Tide, the best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. I mean, do you see Kaepernick coming back? I mean, he, no. he tried out no. with the Raiders recently, but I heard the tryout wasn't all that great. I heard it was a disaster. I heard it was one of the worst workouts ever. I'm wondering how the hell this happened and the tape didn't get out, right? I mean, somebody wasn't over the bow, over the fence or nothing? Come on, man. We, we live in a world right now where you put a drone up. Hey, it ain't like they can stop you. They ain't going to stop the workout. Tell me there's a drone up here. We don't know who this is. I mean, what? Come on. Let's, let's, let's run this. They don't even send him up the, the the ladder anymore. You remember we used to go out to practice? Send the guy up the thing. He's shooting practice off. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, we just interviewed Josh Norman. He pretty much said, look, you can't sue a company and then go back and try to work for him. He's choking on the splinters. Colin Kaepernick been trying for a long time to resurrect his NFL career, but rumors of a bad workout are now making the rounds on social media. And uh, Hall of Fame defensive tackle Warren Sapp asked in a recent interview about Kaepernick's tryout with the Las Vegas Raiders, and Sapp didn't hold back in sharing how he heard the tryout went. I heard it was a disaster, he said, as you heard. 
And uh, I said, I heard it was one of the worst workouts ever. And he said it with wide open eyes uh, and was very animated about it uh, with Colin Kaepernick. Workout, one of the worst workouts ever, according to Warren Sapp for the uh, Oakland Raiders. All right. little context here. Yep. On February 2nd, 2015, the day after the Super Bowl, Warren Sapp was arrested on suspicion of soliciting a prostitute and assault. Later that day, it was revealed Sapp's contract had been terminated by the NFL Network. Important to note that in May of 2015, the charges were dismissed. Sapp's career in the media has been dead ever since he was arrested on suspicion of soliciting a prostitute and assault. And I think he's trying to carve out a new niche as, uh, uh, as a contrarian because why wouldn't he want Colin Kaepernick to succeed? Why? Why is he doing this, man? Because he's lousy. Isn't that? Wouldn't that be the the main deal? He's a bad quarterback. Oh you, you, no! But now Sapp's using that to catapult himself. So be it. But I can't see this guy being a viable third string quarterback. No, I agree. But Sapp okay. wasn't even there. I'm just trying oh, to say yeah. it's like what? What is the motivation for Sapp okay. to get back into to get back into? media maybe to again to be a contrarian i think you always got to consider the source uh, because both the uh, the gm and the coach of the raiders came out and and disputed this the agent came out and disputed this um but i hey i agree with you I, colin kaepernick's career is over uh he hasn't been in the league for what four years now you said uh guys and, uh, and uh, he's 34 34 years old you bring him on as, say, uh, well, most teams now aren't carrying three quarterbacks on the active roster. They're carrying two. So you bring him on as the backup quarterback, and where are all the cameras going to be going during training camp to the backup quarterback? And just from my experiences with different coaches, Jay, you just don't want that distraction. Any distraction is bad. <laughs> I mean, that that is uh, the one thing I have learned and ascertained from spending time with head coaches in the NFL. It's the one thing that they will not tolerate, distraction. Yeah, and I think, too, um, I don't know if Warren Sapp's doing that to be, like, to get his career back. I think he probably heard from people that it wasn't good. And because, I mean, you know, what's the win for him, really? I mean, you know, because there, there could be backlash from him saying that about Colin Ka- Colin Kaepernick was the face of Black Lives Matter. He was the face of... The NFL during that period of time, he got paid what twenty-something million dollars by Nike to do posters and and uh, all types or billboards, not posters, all over the uh, different cities of NFL cities. So I, I don't know if that's that's really the reason why. I, th- I think he just heard that it was a bad workout. I, we heard that the last workout he had it was a bad workout. Yep. He just he does not have the form or or the ability that. Uh, and, and I don't I don't think he ever had true quarterback form. He's a great athlete. Um, he was not known as a great thrower. He's known as a great athlete, a great runner. Uh, he really worked well in the Harbaugh system. I thought Jim Harbaugh did a really good job using him in that pistol formation. What he ran while he was in Nevada, is that right? Yeah. And um, and that, you know really did a great job in that offense. And Jim Harbaugh adapted that offense and did very well with him, Matt, as far as using the talents and gifts he's got. Uh, Colin Kaepernick's career as an NFL quarterback. He was twenty-eight and thirty as a starter. Uh, he passed for 12,271 yards. Uh, he threw 72 touchdowns. He threw 30 interceptions. He fumbled 37 times. He lost 15 of them. Uh, my point is, was he ever really a great quarterback? Got him to the Super Bowl. I mean, so uh, did Brad Johnson. 
<laughs> That's true. Um, guess who was drafted right before Colin Kaepernick? Uh, My Andy Dalton. <laughs> it all comes really? back to the Bengals. Um, yeah. I, I, but a look, guy with those numbers four years later, I mean, what are they? Is he suddenly going to turn into Tom Brady? What I don't understand is, is somebody's been out of the game for four years at age 34. Why are they even getting a tryout? Give him a chance. <laughs> I no, I hey, I, no, I, 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 it'd, be, it'd be a great I agree. story. It'd be a great story. I'll tell you what would have been a great story <clears throat> is if they'd have put him in the USFL, which, by the yeah. way, why not? Birmingham Stallions, stars, this yeah. Sunday night. Coming up, championship. championship. Good stuff. I will be back. Hour number two is coming up next. Stay with us live from AVX. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance. The fit specialists at the New Balance Birmingham store conduct an in-depth analysis of your foot size, shape, and gait, determining the best New Balance shoes for you. Experience the difference of custom fit today at the New Balance Birmingham store on Highway 280 next to Chick-fil-A. New Balance Birmingham. Your feet will thank you. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option. High-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHEALTH.COM. I'm excited to tell you about our newest sponsor here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. They pioneered the Chicken Finger Box and the Chicken Finger Restaurant. That's Guthrie's. Guthrie's recipes and processes are often imitated but never duplicated. Look, their sauce is probably the most copied sauce of all sauces all time. And I've known this family since my days down in Tuscaloosa. And they came over and, man, I tell you, it's nostalgic even today to see my kids going to that same Guthrie's. And great family. Do so much for the community, but more importantly, provide the best when it comes to chicken fingers. Get out to Guthrie's today. I want to tell you about my good friends at Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker, and look, Ken Needham has done a terrific job. Local company, 205-980-1505 is their number. That's 980-1505. Again, local, you can speak with the same team every time you give them a call. Full line of products from Auto Home, Boat Life. You'll trust them. They have a great uh, deal as far as the relationships they build with their customers and 20 years with the same company and industry. Custom approach for your insurance needs. Give them a call, 980-1505. That is Southern Assurance Group. Hi. It's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. It handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205 716 
888-382-6269. Whether it's for lunch or dinner, head out to the Cajun Steamer. It's a New Orleans-style joint that serves authentic Cajun and Creole food, cold beer, and great drinks. They are known for their wide array of Cajun classics and original creations prepared in an authentic fashion. This Louisiana kitchen can have you slapping the table for more. Stop by the Cajun Steamer and sign up for your Alabama, LSU, or Auburn fan card. Eat with the Cajun Steamer while your team is on TV and use your fan card to receive a 15% discount on your entire meal. With locations in Hoover, Trustful, Huntsville, and Franklin, Tennessee, they've got you covered. Head out today to the Cajun Steamer. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for a high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letter C, letter O. Birmingham's best Mexican restaurant for over 20 years and counting. That's La Paz Restaurant in Crestline Village and Mount Laurel. They've got a great staff. It's delicious menu, award-winning cheese dip, and margaritas and vibrant atmosphere have helped to make La Paz a local favorite. Blue corn nachos, Texas barbecue quesadillas, steak and blue quesadillas, Baja fish tacos, signature fajitas, and much, much more. So head over to La Paz today if you want a great lunch or a great dinner, and you'll find all that at La Paz, Crestline, and Mount Laurel for lunch or dinner. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Who you are is more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in, you're tired, or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992. Winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy. Voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers. Also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history. 35-2-1. Member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. 
Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times bestselling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. One-two pitch. Struck him out! From last four in to last team standing, Ole Miss has won the College World Series. All right, welcome back in. Hour number two here on this Monday edition, and uh, there it was, Ole Miss. Last in, and they get the last win to win the 2022 World Series back-to-back for the state of Mississippi. And uh, congratulations to the Rebels and the SEC. Also, we are presented by Top Golf of Birmingham. Got the Top Golf today. You'll absolutely love it, the bowling of this generation. And a lot of great fun there for family, friends, and coworkers. And so many great events they do out there each and every day. Top Golf of Birmingham. Also driven by Sunny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. You'll see Tony Russell and all the great folks there at Sunny King Ford. Let's welcome them in. Mick Gillespie. And you don't want to sing the song for him? Oh, Mickey, you're so fine. You're so fine. You blow my mind. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't make a habit of singing even to myself in the shower. So. All right. Uh, Mick Gillespie joining us from, uh, I think, are you fair hope? Or are you out and about? To, I, I know you've been uh, out, out doing the uh, Grateful out Dead. Yeah, Grateful on, Dead I'm tour the last tour few weeks. Yeah, I got I'm you. Now. They, I do got you have a good time? Oh, it was great. I mean, it was great, but I'm motivated now to kind of get back to work. It was like, it was the, the weeks leading up to it, it was hard to be productive because I was so excited about getting to take the trips. And so Cincinnati and Wrigley, uh, two days in Wrigley this weekend. I've never been to a concert there before. I've been to the World Series there before, but I, I honestly, like in a different way, I was just as excited. And um, I had a great time. It was awesome. Mick, uh, your thoughts on Ole Miss winning the national championship, uh, taking down heavily favored Oklahoma. I mean, it it was really stunning to me. Uh, Again, a a team that at one time, I believe, was 7-14 and in SEC play, uh, absolutely rebounded. uh, Last team to make it into the tournament. And uh, go, they go ahead and, and win the whole thing. Just uh, your your thoughts and reaction to what you've seen out of Ole Miss uh, these last few weeks. Yeah, first off, I mean it's crazy because I think Mike Bianco was going to get fired. I mean, and I heard that from a few people. <laughs> uh, if they didn't make the tournament, he was done. And then if they lost to Southern Miss, I heard that they were maybe even going to hire Southern Miss's coach to replace him. Who knows if that's true? But, I mean, wow. there, there was a lot of smoke. And uh, they, they were lucky to get into the, to the NCAA tournament, but they had that sweep over LSU, and, and you know, they were one and done. And uh, they got in. I mean, they just, they just caught lightning in a bottle. And you see this every once in a while with a baseball team, and it normally starts with pitching. And that's what they did. They just outpitched everybody. They got just enough hitting. They played good defense. And congratulations to Mike Bianco. I mean, the guy's been there forever. Um, you know what? It's, it's hard to coach baseball. Uh, it's, the SEC is super competitive. But they were number one in the country earlier this year. And, and Tennessee came to town. And Lane Kiffin was out there. He threw the golf ball. And 
for a first pitch, and they were kind of needling Tennessee, and they absolutely got embarrassed as the number one team in the country. And I don't think they really recovered from that until they swept LSU at the end of the year. And that, I don't think that's what got them in. So congratulations to them. And it's such a Mississippi State thing to have happen. You know, I was thinking about my buddy Ben Ingram, who's the voice of the Braves now. He used to do a show in Mississippi. And my job as a caller like this was to call up. And I, would, I just was kind of a guy that would talk Alabama. And then I would take shots at Mississippi State. It was a joke, really. But it was just like kind of to get things you know, going on the show, you know, and, and Ben's dad, yeah. I think he played baseball at, um, at Mississippi State. But the reason I bring that up is that Mississippi State finally won last year, and they've been a baseball power forever. But in typical fashion, their arch rival wins this year, and, and it almost it takes the shine away from them a little bit. I'm sure that, like, this is the worst-case scenario for uh, Mississippi State. You know, they have to have the year that they had. And then Ole Miss wins one, and now, you know, everybody's talking about them sharing the state again, you know. So uh, it was interesting, but you know what? The SEC, I pulled for the SEC, uh, and I'm glad that Ole Miss won. Congratulations. Matt, it was 9-10. Alabama wins it. Yeah, Auburn wins it next year. It took Alabama 17 years. It took Auburn 51, I think it was, <laughs> or whatever it was. But the, kind of the same thing. Took the shine off of that national title. Yeah, but Alabama came back won just a few more. Um, hey, yeah. Matt, really ugly yeah. scene in the Mariners-Angels game uh, in Anaheim last night. And, you know, I'm a baseball purist, and, I, you know, I understand a pitcher went on the plate, and I'm getting guys off the plate. But buzzing the tower drives me crazy, especially when you throw it on a, at a guy like Steve Trout. Just your thoughts on that. And do you think Jesse Rinker, for his uh, obscene gestures, will get more than just yesterday's suspension? Yeah, look. Mike Trout's the best baseball player I've ever broadcasted a game. And I've seen him, and I've broadcasted more than one. I've seen him a, a bunch. And it's not just the power numbers. It's his ability to run the bases. He throws the ball. I mean, he, he does it all. He's legitimately the Mickey Mantle of this era. He's just not a switch hitter, but he's amazing. And if I was the Angels and the year that they've had uh, and everything going on there, to have somebody throw at his head, you're going to protect your guy franchise um but I, I mean i'll tell you what that was that was a, a real that was a real it wasn't like one of these where they all come out and start hugging and all that i mean there was some punches thrown and there were some upset people um you know i guess winker uh and uh, and the glacius were teammates in cincinnati last year and they're going back and forth trying to get to each other i think there'll be a lot of fines i think the reason that we don't see more of this. Actually, I know the reason we don't see more of this is that baseball is actively finding pitchers for hitting guys, manager included, team sometimes included. And um, this was a scary brawl because it went on for like four minutes. Um, so, you know, I know that there's going to be some uh, some suspensions and some big-time fines. But just as an old-school baseball guy, forget about a pro the professional part of me. I love it. Look, I, I mean, I, I used to watch the games, and they, they, this is what how baseball used to be. You know, guys were, weren't hugging all the time, and they weren't, you know, high-fiving the other guys on the other teams. It was intense. Um, uh, you didn't fraternize with the other guys. And, uh, you know, it's, you know and, uh, and, I, and it kind of felt like that. I'm just glad no one got hurt. 
but this has been a part of baseball for a long time, you know, and uh, the other part of this that I think of is I want to see how both teams respond because sometimes it's good for your team to go through something like this because you take up for the other guy and all of a sudden, you know what, you're a unit together. And it would not surprise me if one of these teams didn't get on a run and it turned their entire year around uh, having gone through this. Worst uh, brawl that you've ever been a part of? Not 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 personally, but maybe as a broadcaster. Well, maybe personally. Or, or yeah, yeah. personally, is it in the I, broadcast I booth? So in the minor leagues, they, they, they have this thing where they want to just like save on travel, and they'll play – you know, in the Southern League this year, you're playing the same team 30 times. And, uh, you know, and you get bad blood with, with teams and you're playing 30 times, bad things can happen. Uh, and and the, the second year I was in baseball, Joey Votto was on the team. Aaron, her son, or uh, Tommy, her son, Aaron, was on our team, uh, who was the first round pick by the Braves, but he was in with the Reds at the time, Reds double-A guy. I was working in Chattanooga. And the year before, we lost, to the Marlins, who were the Carolina Mudcats, I, I want to say it was maybe like we lost to them like a league record 27 times, and we beat them like five, and it was awful. I mean, every single night you're losing to, to the same team. And the next year comes, and we got a young Joey Votto, and we got Aaron Hur, who'd been around. He's kind of a tough guy. Uh, and, and I can't, I think the guy's name was Eddie Valdez. But we had replacement umpires that year the umpires in the minor leagues were on strike and there was just this this feeling that the team was tired of losing all of these games to the mudcats uh i remember they had uh the, the mudcats had jeremy hermita and i can't remember the other guys but a bunch of guys that played in the big league maybe josh johnson i don't know but anyway the, it was like the first inning of this game and eddie valdez was arguing with the umpire about something maybe a pitch location or something in the hitter on their team. They were both from maybe the Dominican or Venezuela yelled out at him in Spanish, uh, you know, some obscenities and that he needed to throw the ball, basically shut up and throw the ball. Well, the next pitch, Eddie hit him. I mean, square in the back at probably 95 and, and a brawl broke out. And this brawl, like the, the guy ran at Eddie. He tried to karate chop him like with a drop kick. And then next thing you know, it was like six or seven fights going on. Well, the reason why it was so bad is it, it, the replacement umpires didn't know how to break it up. They ran off the field. So it was <laughs> yeah. three minutes of guys punching. And I remember that Aaron Hur had a guy down, and he was hitting him in the back of the head. And I, 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 he, he had um, you know a bad hand for a couple weeks from hitting the, the guy on their team. And they finally got it broken up, and you know suspensions and all that stuff. And this was before they had the video like they have now, or I think guys would have been like big time suspended. And that team, that team ended up becoming really close after that, and they made the playoffs, you know. And uh, Joey Votto, I think he was the league, league MVP. Uh, but it, I, it was early in the season, and it was just it, it was basically you would see one fight, and then you'd look. You know, there was a fight going on between first and second, one near the mound, one near the dugout, one over at third base, and it was crazy. It was about four to five minutes of, I mean, straight-up man. Ah, that's unbelievable. All right, so we we'll got you for another segment, so uh, we'll continue. We'll get back to some Alabama 
news and notes, uh, some recruiting this past weekend. And again, Mick Gillespie from Bama Insider joining us here on the Jay Barker Show. DTPM, trusted since 1993, your total solution provider that provides a comprehensive array of diagnostic lab testing equipment, supplies, and services. Visit their website at DTPM.com to learn more. DTPM, a leading provider of turnkey laboratory solutions, currently servicing customers in 47 states and growing. They remain national in scope, local in service. And if you're looking for laboratory services and setups, DTPM is your partner from the beginning to the end, providing customizable total program management solutions, including complete laboratory setup and management. DTPM provides total program management services, treatment centers, physician offices, recovery courts, urgent cares, and reference laboratories. Better outcome for the patients and definitely better outcome for the practice as well. Check them out, DTPM.com. All right, we'll return. Big lesson from Bama Insider on the other side. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Cloudy at times with scattered showers and thunderstorms through tonight. The high today, 88. The low tonight, 68. For tomorrow, a mixture of clouds and sunshine. And again, scattered showers and storms will form during the day. The high at 87. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 90 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Roll Tide. The best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back in as we continue hour number two. And on Mondays, Mick Gillespie with us in the one o'clock hour. We appreciate him joining us. And uh, at Broadcaster Mick, that's at Broadcaster Mick is his Twitter handle. If you want to find Mick Gillespie and all the stuff he's got going on, especially with Bam Insider. Real quick before we get back to uh, some of the topics, uh, tell everybody about Bam Insider, how they can find you each and every week with a number of shows going on. Hey, look, we're always covering Alabama. Andrew Bone right now doing recruiting. Kyle Henderson's on there. Uh, there's constant stuff on YouTube, and uh, the uh, YouTube channel is dominating right now. It's like uh, close on 80,000 subscribers. So um, they they had an opportunity to uh, get together with Terry and Arnold, which is pretty cool. I mean, uh, Arnold, Terry, and, uh, you know, so you're, you're talking about hearing from some of the great recruits that Alabama's got coming in, and um, – I'm looking forward to uh, seeing what Bone has for us because he's constantly keeping us updated on everything going on in uh, uh, Alabama recruiting, even this time of year, including uh, you know a new five-star. Mick, we had Andrew Bone on in, in the first hour, and neither I nor Matt mentioned Arch Manning, which is the first time that's happened in at least a year, right, Matt? At least a year. But I can't get away. Because he's dead to us. <laughs> I can't get it. I, <laughs> I have to. I, I can't go a whole show talking about recruiting and not mention Arch Manning. You're you're the one who, who told us that you were hearing from credible folks that uh, NIL money at Texas about 14 mil for Arch. Uh, are you in any way surprised that he ended up at Texas? And ultimately... What do you think was the deciding factor? 
Well, I mean, I, I told you guys we were wasting our time with uh, the Arch Manning talk. And you know what? I mean, it, it, it's probably a value if they really are going to make sure that he gets $15 million or $14 million in NIL. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, that's the way that this game works now. And so if that's the case for him, you know, good luck. You know, I mean, I don't blame him one bit, you know, but um, his last name carries more weight than any last name you could you could have in football. But I never – that I told you guys. I mean, how many times have I said it on here? I never for one second thought he was going anywhere other than Texas because, you know, just like Nick Saban's talked about Texas A&M and the way that their recruiting class uh, was put together, Texas – I'd say they probably have more money than A&M. And you better just get used to the Texas schools getting all the players that they want unless the system changes. I don't know that it would have made a difference in this one, but just get used to it. Because instead of being middle of the pack, they're going to be ahead of Alabama uh, unless Alabama starts coming up with the money. Nick, I'm changing the, uh, the topic here quickly on ice. Avalanche wins the Stanley Cup. It's one of the coolest celebrations in all of sports. If you had the Stanley Cup, how would you celebrate that one night? Would you put uh, Ole Miss Arkansas Jello shots in it? No, no. I would put Yingling Lager in it, and I would drink it down. Ah, uh, good with job, Yingling Lager. In Thank you, Yingling, for all the great times we've had together. No, I mean, look, I, I saw that, and I, I thought about Tampa Bay, and. What a run they've had, too. I mean, they they lost after winning back-to-back years, and it could have gone either way. They went out like champs. Uh, congratulations to uh, the Avalanche. I, I, I got to tell you, I don't watch a whole lot of hockey. I pay attention to it somewhat, and then I've got friends that live and die by it. So, um, you know, it, this was a really good Stanley Cup this year and um you know and for colorado if i, if I was them um i would you can get yingling in texas now it's moving out west i'd go send somebody to texas and get a few cases and <laughs> drink it right out of that cup what would you guys do you ever thought about it well somebody they brought the stanley cup to jocks back in the day um when i forget who was in town but they brought it by and um, everybody get to hold it, and all it was really cool. And oh, we, there was no drinking going that. on out of that, but it was just cool to hold it, pass it around a little bit, you know. You saw it got but, dented last night, yeah, right? yeah. But I'll be honest, <laughs> I went and washed my hands right afterwards because <laughs> well, yeah. I, I think it's been, no, I think I been many a, places. I the Stanley Cup too yeah. after uh, the Rangers won it in 1994. It somehow made its way up to the offices of Sports Illustrated, and I mean, guys were kissing it and just doing Would all not this do stuff. That. A lot of yeah. a lot of lip spin on that trophy. But without center Braden Point, I mean, I, I think that was a lot to do with the Lightning not having their probably best player, one of the best players on the team, and a great leader for them. And they've had such a great run. I mean, you know, and and I don't know what this Tampa fans have gotten used to winning over the last few years in, yeah. in all sports, but um, it was still a, a great matchup. And, and Avalanche coming back the way that they did and to win it the way that they did is for them. Well, there's our baseball player. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, Mick, uh, your, your your thoughts on just the the USFL in general 
and uh, the the Birmingham Stallions, uh, they're in the final game uh, up there in uh, Canton, Ohio, going against the Philadelphia Stars uh, next weekend. Do you, when just looking at the totality of it, do you view this as a success, or is it something less than a success? Well, look, I, I think that it is a success because it's really difficult to get a league off the ground. I mean, and, and can they do better? Could it get better in the future? Sure. I mean, but I, I have uh, nothing but respect, you know, just having spent so much time in professional sports, to see them go through and, and, and figure out a way to get a season done. Uh, what what it'll look like in the future, you know, if it'll keep growing? I don't know. I mean, like, you know, they're talking about bringing the XFL back. Uh, but I, I think it's good, man. I mean, more options that we have for football and for sports, is better for everyone. So, um, you know, although I, I can't tell you that I've been locked in on the USFL, uh, I like the fact that it's there. And, um, you know, I think it's cool that when, when you see, you know, guys like Bo Scarborough pop back on the scene again, you know, and, and, and kind of, uh, you know, get another chance in football. And, and there's going to be some guys that played in this league that are going to end up back in the NFL and they wouldn't be there if it wasn't for the USFL, and, and I think that's neat, too. Hi, my man. Great stuff, and uh, I know we covered a lot of topics, but we really appreciate your time each and every Monday. Again, tell everybody how they can find you on Bam Insider. Yeah, check. hey, look, I, I'm telling you, check out the Terry and Arnold interview that Kyle Henderson did on Bama Insider. You can catch me uh, at Broadcaster Mick on Twitter. We'll be covering Alabama on that YouTube channel uh, with Andrew Bone and our crew, so uh, keep in touch. Roll Tide. All right, my man. Thank you. Roll Tide. Have fun in Fairhope or wherever you may be. And uh, I know you love the Grateful Dead <laughs> concert tour from Cincinnati to Chicago, I think it was, that you were uh, at over the last few uh, days or, or last week. But thanks for being with us. All right. Uh, again, that is Mick Gillespie, Bam Insider. And uh, we'll continue on the other side. Coming up, uh, maybe Robert Glenn join us to talk a little college baseball World Series. A little Striker Strong tournament coming up as well, coming up in the fall, as always. Stay with us. We're live from ABX. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. 
Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating. Nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WilfordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205 716 Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's C. Letter O. All right, welcome back in, and uh, we welcome in Robbie Glenn. He is our baseball resident expert we bring in for a different baseball talk. But, uh, man, what a big win this weekend for Ole Miss, the SEC, and for State of Mississippi, back-to-back championships the College World Series. But also going to talk about Striker Strong, a great golf tournament coming up that helps support not only his son, Striker, but uh, other kids that have uh, had any type of brain injuries. And uh, we'll tell you more 
about that and how you can be involved, whether it be through sponsorship or through playing. I'll be honest, I don't know if there's any teams left. We're still months away, but uh, Robbie's pretty much got this thing filled out. There's two two sessions, one in the morning and one in the afternoon, and one of the, uh, i got to say, one of the funnest tournaments you'll ever play in in your life out at uh, Highlands uh, Golf Course. But, Robbie, great to have you in. Uh, Hope Stryker's doing well. Lindsey and uh, the entire family. Uh, you got one headed to Alabama soon as well. And uh, Jalen, uh, so and Jaden, so man, I tell you, it's unbelievable um, just how life moves fast, my man. It moves very fast, Tommy. Huh? Appreciate having me back in, guys. Um, yeah, Striker Strong, first of all, Striker's doing great this week. Uh, last week was great. There for a while, it was like every day he was having issues, but man, he is, I, get, I think he knew we were tired, and he was like, hey, let me help him out a little bit. So, yeah, he's been great. Um, we're dreading tomorrow. We got to go in for a doctor's appointment, and it's just, Anytime you have to get him out and take him to Children's Hospital and these appointments and you're sitting in the waiting room and all, I just, I cannot stand because he always seems to get sick when we come home. Really? Yeah. yeah. Just being out different, you know. And does hospital. he sense it like he's going? He he knows when he walks in there, he does not like that place. Uh, he doesn't like anyone in scrubs, but he was, uh, hmm. he his heart rate goes up. And something about the ceiling tile, too, I think he picks that out when he's going in there. Yeah. He knows it's a hospital. How does the logistics of the transportation go? Well, we have we have the minivan, of course. So what we'll do is um, now, anytime there's an emergency, we don't use it anymore. We, we have to call an ambulance. Doctors already said that it's not worth it. But for these appointments, we'll we'll put the wheelchair in. Put I have to pick him up, put him in his chair, secure him. Lindsay rides in the back with all his equipment in case he coughs. You have to have suction. You got to have his breathing. Got everything ready. Um, and then I'll pull him out, put him in the wheelchair, and then we towed everything through oxygen, uh, suction. Um, anything we need. So we're, we're coming through. Look like we're going on a trip for a week uh, with all the equipment we got to carry. Tournament's uh, sold out, is it not, pretty it much? It is. I mean, yeah. I'm completely booked. And, you know, I'm still adding teams, but I'm being up front with them saying, hey, you know, we're going to, um, if we have a dropout, which we do, we have two months to go. And uh, so I have a waiting list of about 10 teams right now that want to play. Who are some of the more well-known people that are going to be playing? Love Anderson, uh, Jay Barger. Yeah, besides, you know, y'all... <laughs> Y'all's uh, expertise playing out there. Uh, there. There'll be a few. We're trying to get Al to come out. Del Greco, Tony yeah. Curry's uh, trying to put him on his team. Tony uh, Langham. <laughs> Antonio Langham. Uh, he, yeah. Where is Langham? Where I don't know. Is Langham. He texted me the, at least. I think it was Saturday or Friday. A-T-B, Antonio. Langham. Yeah, th- this is that time of year. Yep. He, he goes missing for a while and he shows back up. So we'll find him at some point in time. He, he's supposed to come in this week and, and be with us on the show. So we'll oh, good. That's... And then Trent's in Mexico, so he'll be back. Yeah, Trent said he would be back I by I got then. video of Trent playing. Yeah. He's dominating. Looks good. He looks lost weight. Yeah, he looks good. Yeah. Good. Good, good, good. But uh, Wimps Anderson's going to play again. I'll have an Alabama uh, basketball team. Um, the streak's on. <laughs> yeah. Sucks up to the tree. Brian Pasnick will uh, have his team together, hopefully with Wimp, and I'm trying to get uh, Hollywood Robinson to come in town. Hollywood, um, yeah. So that'll be a good team. I have a bunch of baseball. Hey, do you going to play, Alex? Out. Alex has never played, but he will come out. He said, oh, good. Um, "I'll get him to come out there." He said he's never even swung a club, so that'll be interesting. Um, like I said, Aldo Greco. I'm trying to get a few more Auburn, Stan White, um, anyone else I can kind of pick. I have teams that are already secure, and I'm going to put those players on there um, and see what I can do. Well, now now you can get the current guys and just pay them to come out and play. Yeah, I guess <laughs> NIL deals. Yeah, I don't know if I can afford them though. Wow. The money they're throwing around now. Hey, what do you think about Ole Miss? Uh, 
Well, I, mean, I called it at the beginning. Yeah. You did. I said did. I would not want to play Ole Miss right yeah. now. They were number one early in the season for a reason. They got some players. They went through a little funk, got back, and now they're playing really good. And Auburn, you know, of course, drew them first game. And it's hard to go through the losers bracket. What I did notice when they got to the Oklahoma was playing good too. That was another team that was hot. But when it got to the well, Ole Miss. I think they had lost to Arkansas, and they're like, oh, they're going to be hurting now because Oklahoma's in the hotel waiting. And I said, well, it might hurt their pitchers, but their hitters are going to be hitting. That means they're going to stay hot. Mm-hmm. And it's something about staying hot. You take a break three, four days, you might not have that again. And uh, sure enough, they came out, and their pitchers did good, didn't have to go to their bullpen much, and, man, the hitters were just all over. And What do you, what do you think the turnaround was for Ole Miss, uh, as we've stated a couple times during the show, at one point they were four and seventeen in the SEC. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know where that turning point. What team or they had a meeting or whatever, but they just started getting hot and uh, and they weren't just beating teams. They started beating them pretty good. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe they got some players back from injury. Uh, I have no idea. I just started seeing them win a lot of games and swinging the bat well. Is that what caught your eye? Yeah. Uh, because again, you told all of us, and you were texting me. Ole Miss, Ole Miss, Ole yep. Miss. <laughs> right from the that, right that, when they got in the tournament. Their first baseman is a stud. Uh, that guy can just hit. Yeah. Um, their captain, he gets them going, but their oh, pitchers yeah. came on and were just doing a great job. Um, yeah, did Lucia's win over Arkansas, where he just shut them out. He just shut them that, out. A yep. complete game shutout in College World Series. That's phenomenal. Yep, and that's but, and Arkansas could hit. That's, that's a, that was a good goose job. Goose egg for the hog. Yeah. yeah, so that was good. Good for them. I was real happy to see it. For the SEC, for the state of Mississippi, and uh, evidently for Bianca, or he'd have been gone. <laughs> yeah. That's hard to believe, too. Yeah. He's a good coach. 22 so. years. How how close is Alabama to uh, being sort of right there with the, the upper echelon elite teams in college baseball? You know, um, I like the way they played this year. And I kept saying that they're, they got a good team. I hate to see how some of the players have left and the transfer portal, like the third baseman, I think his name's Denton. That was a big stick that they were going to have next year because I like their recruits coming in. I think they were going to be a really good team next year. Um, plus, anytime Auburn does good, that seems to kind of get them going again, get the fire. I think Alabama's going to be all right. Um, I just, this transfer portal's got me messed up. A little bit. Like, it's like good it's players are like up. good players are just gone. I'm like, oh, he's gonna be back. He's gonna be back. He didn't go with the draft, you know. Oh, yep. And now he's gone. And I'm like, whoa. So, but I I, I like him. Um, just interest. I'm gonna want to see what goes on. I like the coach. I think he's gonna do a good job. Yeah. The uh, for Mississippi to win it back to back years, the state of Mississippi. Okay. I mean, Mississippi State won it. I mean, they wanted to kind of live in that and bask in that for a while. Ole Miss wins it the year after, but. I was telling them, a buddy of mine, Lee Hall, who coaches at Homewood, baseball coach, been around. He was at UAB, Briarwood. His son, uh, Josh, was at Ole Miss. And actually, Josh still holds the record for the state of Alabama for stolen bases. Uh, Just a great player, but he got injured when he transferred to Auburn. And um, so he would have been a great player for them this year. Would have been an added bonus for them. But he was at Ole Miss. And they were telling me at that time, when that recruiting class came in, how good they were going to be. This is that group that's there now. The leadership, the skill sets, just the team camaraderie that they 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 were able to build up, and the t- the uh, chemistry that this team had, and that's to me that's why they're able to win it. Yeah, 
Yeah, they uh, they got a great program. They always have. When, yeah. when I was playing, they were a great program. I had a lot of good-looking people in the stands, too. <laughs> that's yeah. a whole different story. The Grove, the Grove would move in? Oh, wow. Yeah, they loaded up in... Uh, My buddy played third base for him, Chris Snowpeck, and I was like, how do you I play I remember here? him. Yeah, he was awesome. How do you what? Really good How, how do you play here with... Uh, I mean, they were... Oh, blind Ole Miss. It, it was, yeah. You had to yeah, keep blinders on. I think Coach Schallenberg <laughs> got on me a couple times about that, about looking around, but... Uh, couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. Not. It's just. I mean, that's true whether or not you're at Oxford or Tuscaloosa. Yeah, really. It, it is now. I wonder if uh, Mississippi State. It is now. <laughs> oh, was it not true when you. Was Tuscaloosa <laughs> bad news? Or, uh, oh, wow. Yeah, it, was, it was good. Yeah, it was we good. don't want to go to Lexington. <laughs> yes, exactly. What was the best, like, as far as the, the best place to play in the SEC that you thought of? When we played, I mean, of course, Mississippi State was it was awesome. Um, the crowd, LSU was always one of my favorite. Georgia, I didn't like too much. Um, Florida had the best sound system at the time, so that was kind of really? cool when we were up yeah. there. You know, we hadn't batted practice, and I was like, man, this is cool. But uh, I don't know, either LSU, Mississippi State still. Vanderbilt was probably the worst place to go play. Really? And we actually cleared the benches with them. So, Did you really? You know, <laughs> hey, we, you know what? We were talking about yeah, that earlier in the show. What, what's the uh, most vicious brawl that you've been involved in uh, in baseball? On the field? Okay. Yeah. So, like, off the field. If you got beat different. up by Vandy, I'm going to give you a hard time. <laughs> no, you I know. said Vanderbilt was a pretty – they had some – their catcher got a hold of me. That's I, You know who started it was a football player for us. Well, he didn't start it, but he kind of finished it. Who Phil, was it? PD. <laughs> No, no surprise at yeah, all. PD, Philip Doyle. I wouldn't think he'd be the. Uh, oh, oh, really? I know he's a heck of a baseball player. He wouldn't, like he was a bad. Oh, yeah, kicker. PD could. PD just, could play, but yeah. he uh, he slid into second and you know, took the guy out on. And uh, he's a tough boy. So he's the, tough the second baseman got up and said a few things to him. Da 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 da. And, I mean, PD did it so nonchalant. Took his helmet off, put his gloves in, just kind of and just punched him right. I mean, just nailed him. So. <laughs> I was like, whoa, so we cleared him. And, of course, I'm heading out there, and I see the catcher coming, and I went towards him, and, yeah, that was. He had his pocket protector. And, uh, and he, he had his mask on. No, he, catcher, uh, catcher was a big, he was a big boy. Oh, he was? So Jerry okay. Shelton took the first baseman, and, uh, I mean, it, our whole team went. So, it, it was it was one of those. And next I know I was getting pulled from just, the just coaches. Just splits. I felt like I could have done it under there. We ended up on the bottom of the pile. Let's put it that way. Oh, uh, Lord. They, they came from everywhere. So, and y'all were talking about the pile. Yeah, you don't feel yeah. it as much. You do. The celebration it, pile. Yeah. yeah. What's yeah. more dangerous, the celebration pile or an actual brawl? The actual brawl. brawl. But the, when you get on the bottom of the pile, yeah, there's a lot of people on you, but it's just distributed because there's other players beside you, so you don't feel it as much. But if you're on the end and those metal spikes come and someone goes to jump and your yeah, hands are out, that. that's Ooh. the worst. I've been I've been stepped on many a time and stuff like that, so... But, you know, we talked mm. about that before, how Tennessee and all these players like to show up the pitchers. We had some guys back then, like PD. Oh, yeah. You ain't going to do that. Uh, you're not going to sit there and show up our pitcher. Like Jerry Shelton, PD, Ben Short, and all those guys, they're coming. <laughs> our Barney, guy named Chris Barnes, our catcher. Yeah. Uh, they, they wouldn't hesitate. So Tennessee would not have gotten away with the stuff that they not did doing this, this I don't think year. none of this stuff would get along. Someone would be Thank in you. trouble. But you're not going to get your buddy. Because what's going to happen is the next guy coming up is going to catch one in the ribs for you show, but like showing them up. Yeah, you know it's just not it. worth it. Like, don't do that. Really? You know, you hit a home run, you get excited. Yeah, pump up, but not sit there and start showing everybody up. All right, this segment has been brought to us by Rock and Roll Sushi. Matt, talk about Rock and Roll Sushi. 
Karen, I know you love it. We love it. Three times a month. Uh, Sometimes we dine in. Uh, A lot of times we just get takeout. Um, I've told everybody I'm not a huge. I like some sushi. She likes it all. Um, But they have hibachi meals that will absolutely kick it. They feel like you're taking your children or taking somebody that's not particularly fond of of sushi. I highly recommend hibachi. All right. We'll be back with us live here from AVX to finish up hour number two on this Monday edition. Stay with us. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Cloudy at times with scattered showers and thunderstorms through tonight. The high today, 88. The low tonight, 68. For tomorrow, a mixture of clouds and sunshine. And again, scattered showers and storms will form during the day. The high at 87. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 90 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Roll Tide. The best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. If you're watching us on our YouTube, uh, whether it be Powder Insider or Facebook Live, you saw the uh, live stream there, Rock and Roll Sushi. Good stuff there. Good job by Josh Smith, our producer, and always did a great job there with Bam Insider putting up all of our different streaming, as well as showing all the guys there at Tide 100.9 FM who uh, work for us each and every day and do uh, uh, and do a terrific job producing the show and you know a lot of new guys coming in as well. So we thank them uh, each and every day for being there and be a part of that. Lars Anderson, Matt Coulter, I'm Jay Barker. We got Alex Bauman in studio as well. Normally this is our – are we doing our AAA today? Triple A? No, we hadn't, but he's got a really good one. I'm surprised we hadn't brought up yet. Where's that coming from? Uh, that would probably be uh, Lars Anderson. Lars Anderson. Our, yeah. math, our mathematicians letting his audio go wild. Like a baseball game. You get a triple A ready for us today? All right, let me turn you on. Alex is awesome. Let me turn your mic on. Oh, there you go. Uh, Paul Feinbaum and AL.com's John Talty are going to write a book about the Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher feud. They're going to write a book about it? Yeah. Yes, sir. Have y'all seen this? No. It was on AL.com this morning. Lars? I figured you'd had a pen in this. <laughs> <laughs> I've written. Two How are you book- going to write a book on I, it? I've written two books on Nick well, Saban. Now they're talking about, doesn't I, it I say they're also considering a movie? Yeah, Hollywood's interested. <clears throat> in that one ordeal? Mm-hmm. He wants to include the Kirby Smart relationship as well. Uh, well that'll sell off <laughs> another 100,000 uh, books. I don't know. Good. I, good, I, good I, those, I feel though. like it's all been so open. Yeah. I mean, if if... I saw evidence that there was going to be a real, a lot of information we were unaware of. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I think it'd be an interesting read. But Lars is our author. Is, is that book worthy? Well, if, I, I hate uh, to put you on the spot. Getting, they are your uh, own yeah. kind. Uh, I, I would 
your hey, own kind. It, it, it's worthy <laughs> if you get uh, a six-figure contract. It's worthy. Oh. So, I mean, I, I guarantee you they've already got the contract. So, yeah. My, my, my guess is Jay Barker will be a character in this book. <laughs> I'm serious because of your relationship with both. I doubt it. I doubt it. What are you going to do with the phone ring? How many? Hey, th- how many? Th- how many people do you think know Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher as well as you do? I'm guessing it is only a handful. And I probably know more about Jimbo than I know about Nick Saban. To be honest, yeah. I, I know him at early years to later years to not, not so much over the last four your or five son. Years. Your son played for him. Well, my son played and for Nick Saban. And your mom yeah. and your mom worked for Jimbo Fisher. Well, she worked for Terry Bowden. Jimbo actually worked for her. <laughs> Yep, he was a GA at the no. time. If John, told, yeah. if John's listening, hey, John is such a great reporter, great writer. Um, I, I, I'm really happy for John because he just came out with a book on uh, Nick Saban's leadership, and we need to have John in in studio. Right, who plays Nick that. Saban in the movie? Oh wow, Al Pacino. Yeah, Mel yeah. Gibson. Al Pacino. I've always thought Al Pacino. I'm thinking about stature only yeah. here. People. Who plays Who plays uh, Jimbo? Um, have a lot of different characters. The guy from uh, Talladega Nights, the, uh, the, 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 the John C. Riley, the stepbrother. John C. <laughs> <laughs> I think he could actually pull it off. Did you see and let that? Will Ferrell be co saving? <laughs> well, too tall. I think it takes a different direction as far as yeah. content <laughs> if you're going to involve those two people. But uh, I don't know. That's uh, that, Alex, a plus that on that did, one. Yeah, yeah, that really, I, I, had, I had not seen that. And, uh, it is increasingly hard to get book deals, and so uh, uh, good for them. Yeah. I mean, the thing is that that uh, I think one reason why this will work is because Paul has this really, really loud microphone uh, in which to promote the book. Sure. Yeah. And um, that tells me that Paul's not going to be leaving anytime soon because this thing won't be coming out for two years. <laughs> All right, uh, Alex's awesome antidotes. <laughs> Again, it's AAA. Anything else? We only got... 60 seconds. You got another one? Got something funny? Um, uh, Kendrick Perkins went on J.J. Reddick's podcast this weekend and talked about how Ray Allen and Rajon Rondo had to box had to box it out after an altercation involving Ray trying to push for the Celtics to trade for Chris Paul in 2008. So they went to fisticuffs. Oh, meanwhile, is Kyrie Irving going to end up with the Lakers? That's indications. <laughs> Looks like it. Really? Yeah. yeah. Read read something. Didn't you read something again? I this saw it. I saw a, a TikTok fact, or read, something. Or what? he was with his girlfriend or wife or whatever, and they asked him, "Are you going to be back with Brooklyn?" Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. And he looked at her and goes, "Are we?" Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that book comes out uh, September 2023 by Penguin Press. It's good. It's a good publisher. September 2023. Wow, that is a quick turnaround. That's what you call Alice, great job, my that's man. What you call a quickie yep. in the book industry. Thanks to Robbie Glenn joining us. Matt Coulter, Lars Anderson, I'm Jay Barker. Thanks to Josh Smith, Joe Gaither, all the great folks there at Tide. 100.9 FM, our flagship station. We're live from ABX. Have a great Monday. We'll see you tomorrow for the Tuesday edition. Hi, this is Wes McClooney.